0: Congress managed to avert a government shutdown. The Supreme Court starts its new term today, and a suspect was arrested in the killing of Tupac. Those are some of the stories that we'll get to today on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Jeff Pierre. It's Monday, October 2nd. Let's get you caught up with today's 7 stories. Number one. On this vote... The yeas are 335, the nays are 91, two-thirds being in the affirmative. The rules are suspended. The bill is passed, and with that objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. Congress reached a last-minute deal to avoid a government shutdown. With hours to spare on Saturday, the House and the Senate passed a stopgap spending measure that'll keep the government open through mid-November. House Democrats eventually supported Speaker Kevin McCarthy's proposal, it includes disaster relief funds and a reauthorization of the Federal Aviation Administration. But funding for Ukraine was stripped from the bill. That reflects some Republicans' opposition to helping Ukraine in its war against Russia. Many of the 90 Republicans who voted against the bill are now calling for McCarthy's removal, including Florida Representative Matt Gates, who appeared yesterday on ABC's This Week. I don't think the adult in the room would allow America to sit atop a $33 trillion debt. We want to move to single-subject spending bills. He made that commitment. He broke it. And if at this time, next week, Kevin McCarthy is still Speaker of the House, it will be because the Democrats bailed him out, and he can be their Speaker, not mine. There's another thing to consider— Back when McCarthy was trying to win votes to be speaker in January, he agreed to lower from five to one the number of members required to force a vote to oust him. If House Republicans decide to push forward this week, there could be even more drama in the House. Donald Trump's fraud trial in New York starts today. That's number two. New York Attorney General Letitia James sued the former president and his company last year. She alleges that the Trump organization inflated the values of its assets to defraud lenders and insurance companies. Trump faces $250 million in financial penalties in this case, and he can even be forced to sell his New York properties. He's expected to testify at some point in the trial, which could last for months. Trump, who is running for president again, is facing four criminal cases in addition to this civil case. At number three, the Supreme Court's next big term begins this morning. The court is going to be looking at some big issues, including voting rights and gun regulations. It'll also rule on laws that would restrict social media companies from removing some political posts. The justices will also have some work to do on rebuilding trust in their work. Polls show that public approval of the Supreme Court is at historically low levels. This follows a string of ethics controversies. Number four, California Governor Gavin Newsom has named Senator Dianne Feinstein's replacement. Feinstein died on Thursday night after serving in the U.S. Senate for more than three decades. She was 90 years old. Newsom's pick to replace her is LaFonza Butler. She's the president of EMILY's List, the Democratic fundraising group. Butler will be the first black lesbian to openly serve in the Senate. The interim appointment will last until at least November of 2024. That's when there'll be an election for the seat three of California's top Democratic House members are already involved in a contentious primary contest. Number five. 27 years. 27 years. For 27 years, the family of Tupac Shakur has been waiting for justice. We are here today to announce the arrest of 60-year-old Dwayne Keith Davis, a.k.a. Keefe D., for the murder of Tupac Shakur. The legendary rapper was gunned down in 1996 near the Las Vegas Strip. The case has held global interest ever since, sparking documentaries, investigations, and conspiracy theories. But until now, no arrests had been made. Police charged Dwayne Keith D. Davis on Friday. He's an ex gang member and previously claimed that he witnessed the killing. Police had known about Davis' involvement for decades, but lacked the evidence to arrest him. That was until he started giving interviews and writing about the incident several years ago. Authorities described the shooting as an act of revenge for a gang brawl. Number six, parents are struggling to get the updated COVID vaccine for kids. The main reasons are distribution delays, shortages at pharmacies, and financial obstacles. Doctors' offices are having to reschedule appointments because they don't know when shots will arrive. This could pose some problems, especially because infants, along with older adults, have the highest rate of COVID-linked hospitalizations. The shot is designed to protect against newer coronavirus variants. A sea lion briefly escaped her enclosure at a zoo in New York. That's our last story today. More than a month's worth of rain fell on Friday across parts of New York City and Long Island. It sent floodwaters pouring over roadways and into subway stations. It also hit Central Park Zoo. The sea lion, whose name is Sally, was able to swim out of her pool due to the flooding. But after a bit of exploring, she safely returned to her enclosure with her two sea lion friends. You can see the video of her short but daring escape in our newsletter. You're all caught up for today, but if you're looking for more about the legacy of Diane Feinstein, our afternoon show, Post Reports, devoted an entire episode to her life and career. Look for Post Reports wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I will meet you back here tomorrow.